crazy I'm crazy for feeling so lonely Hello, I'm Gigi Dezette, and thank you for clicking on my podcast. We've all heard this song before, right? On TikTok, or on Instagram, or on some sort of movie or TV show? Well, if you haven't, sorry, but you've been living under a rock. Anyways, this quintessential song was written by Willie Nelson for Patsy Cline. She was a singer in the 1930s and 40s, but her greatness lives on way past her death. So, I will be telling you today about this cultural icon. Who we know as Patsy Cline was born September 8, 1932 as Virginia Patterson Hensley. To start off, her childhood was less than simple. Cline and her family were not the wealthiest while she was growing up. According to Factsverse, a research-based YouTube channel, the family often moved around so her father, Samuel, could find stable work. And just like in today's day and age, stable work can be hard to come by. The family remained pretty unwealthy, which caused her father to abandon the family. Klein took it amongst herself to look out for everyone. She was very determined and a good worker from a young age. In the slew of this setback, i.e. her father leaving, she dropped out of school and started working at any job she could. She picked up gigs, mostly at the honky-tonks, over the weekends just to get some pocket cash but it proves that she really loved music. Doing what you love and making money from it, truly the American dream, LOL. In 1948, Patsy Cline's family moved to a completely different lifestyle. Jimmy Hofstra, the editor of Sweet Dreams, a book about Patsy Cline, illustrates that Cline's family moved from villages and hamlets of the Shenandoah Valley to the factory town of Winchester, where Patsy's mother remained until the end of her life. But Patsy would continue to move around. Patsy Cline wasn't your typical girly girl. She was said to have good humor, but blunt and direct. Jolie Jensen, in the book Sweet Dreams, asserts that Cline was a natural and strong woman who was ahead of her time. George Hamilton IV, from the same book, proclaimed that Cline did not just open doors for women in country music, but kicked them down. Patsy Cline was a lot like Ma Rainey. Ma was a strong, determined woman. Just like Klein, Ma knew her own worth. For example, when she said, quote, you better tell this man who I am, end quote, she was blunt and direct, just like Patsy Klein. Klein's Ma-like qualities for sure put her in pro-reform feminist category of what Jimmy Hofstra explains as highly gendered society at the time. Though we can assume some things she believes in, Klein was in very public view during some sort of major political split. And one thing that kept her so loved by many people was her middle-of-the-road position on these crossroads, Jimmy Hofstra states as rural traditions in urban modernism, local status and national authority, and finally, industrial production and domestic consumption. Now, if all the other celebrities could just follow in her example with the -the middle-of-the-road position... You know what I'm saying? When Patsy was 15, a popular country music organization called the Grand Old Opry gave her the chance to try out for a regular performer position at the concerts. But they ghosted her. So fake of them. But they offered her a position after her career took off. 
Like, bro, you really can't hit that 360 like that. But in 1952, at the age of 20, Bill Peer, a country musician, offered her a position in the band. She toured with them and performed on TV shows, too. At the age of 24, one of the TV shows she appeared on was The Arthur Godfrey Show, where her performance of Walking After Midnight skyrocketed her popularity. According to Faxverse, with this rise of popularity, she finally began recording and releasing records in the late 1850s. The song eventually reached the number two spot on the Billboard country chart. This song made her a star. It also made her one of the first country singers to sell over a million copies of a record. With this surge in fame, Klein dropped banger after banger. According to Faxverse, in the 1960s, her popular songs included I Fall to Pieces, Crazy, Sweet Dreams, and She's Got You. Among these songs is the song that most people recognize nowadays. The song Crazy was originally written for someone else, but her producer felt it had fit a woman's voice better. Klein actually despised the song at first and had to be forced to sing it, and it was a huge hit. From then on out, Klein was fiercely determined to just keep going. She was said to be one of the most preeminent country singers. So as I mentioned, her mom stayed in Winchester, but Klein went and settled in Nashville. While there, she helped found the Nashville Sound, which was just a subgenre of country music that originated there in the 1950s. That wasn't her only discovery. Following that, she helped pioneer the subgenre countrypolitan. But Klein didn't just use Nashville-based country music. No, no, no. She mixed in jukebox music style with her roots in Virginia. For those <coughs> losers <coughs> who say they don't like country music, Klein made the likability of country music more widespread. In Sweet Dreams, Jimmy Hofstra notes that some would say Klein's greatest contribution to the social history of country music came through her role as a feminist who broke gender barriers in a male-dominated world. Klein left a lasting legacy on the country music world. She was the first female soloist in the Country Music Hall of Fame 10 years after she died. She also earned a first-class stamp a Grammy Award for Lifetime Achievement, a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, Recording Industry Association of America Diamond Award for 10 million sales of an album, and more, after she had died. After! Come on now. I've been talking so much about this woman that most teenagers would probably not even know about. A contemporary artist that is very similar to Patsy Cline would be Taylor Swift. T-Swizzle even used Cline's playbook as she was very accessible according to Simon Scott from NPR. Swift also started singing young, only a year older than Cline was when she started. Both of these girl boss country singers were Nashville trained. But all we remember, but we all remember the big switch from country to pop from Taylor in the album Red. Now who do you think she was inspired by? Possibly the woman that was just like her, but from five decades before? Author Jocelyn Arneal mentioned how Klein changed her singing style, abandoning her country learnings and fully embracing her pop sound. 
deep within A fun fact about Klein is that she had the worst of luck. At one point, she looked battered and bruised. At Cimarron Ballroom in 1961, she said, You know, uh, a lot of folks have been asking, well, what happened to you? You look kind of beat up. Well, as I told you before, that's what women drivers does for you. Now, not all of them. These Tulsa women, they're different. Another woman tried to pass another car in front of my brother and I and hit us head on. And uh, this happened about June the 14th, and it broke my hip, dislocated it, and broke my right arm, and cut my fa uh, face up a little bit. Then, March 5th, 1963, literally two years later, she died on a plane crash. But that didn't stop her growing stardom. Now that I have informed you of her greatness, hopefully you can now listen to a song and connect it all back to Gigi Dizette's podcast, eh? The country music world would not be the same way it is now without the influence of Patsy Cline. Who are some other artists besides Taylor Swift you think took inspiration from her? Perhaps even Morgan Wallen or Luke Combs? Thank you for your time and start listening to more country music. South of the border, down Mexico way.